With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And that's it, Dave Watson sadly passed away in the early hours of this morning. Yep. So... This podcast is uh, a tribute to Dave Watts. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not really. Not really. How have you been, Paul? I've been all right. Yeah? I've not been too bad. The ongoing back saga continues. Yes. It's, it's gone from, it's not the neck that was the problem now, or the shoulders, it's the lower back. It's the lower back. Basically, been lots of things of me being pummeled to find out what was actually causing the problem. Stretch your lower backs, guys. That's all I'll say. Maybe it's just the size of your dick. Maybe your dick's just too big. I think that's what it and is. it's just putting a lot of strain. It's making me lean forward. <laughs> and then my shoulder, shoulders have instinctively been going back. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. I had that problem. <laughs> this is why I had uh, a, a penis reduction. I see. And yet you're still a big cock. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so did you watch the game? I did, yes. So apparently Sky have been banging on about what a shit game it was. Stop picking us then. Everyone, what do you expect? Every week they put us on and then complain about how boring we are. Yeah. You can't keep going to the same restaurant and saying the food's shit. Don't go back. Yeah. Leave him. He's no good for you. <laughs> we are Skype. We are no good for you. Don't keep giving us money and then let us not spend it on anything and then continue to throw money at us. Learn your lesson. We won't spend our money. Yeah. We will hoard it. So... Let's talk about the game in general. We played, I believe, as you predicted, three at the back. Uh, or, five, yes. or five at the back. Or 11 at the back. 
as or it sort of felt as, for most of the game. As Sky would have us believe. Well, I, it wasn't a positive performance. I always feel like when I watch Newcastle games, and I'm sure this is the same for most fans of whomever they support, I, I have a heavy bias and I don't re... I'm not able to evaluate what I'm seeing. Mm. So I'm always told at the end that we had no possession and no chances and we were just men behind the ball parking the bus and we had no ambition or anything. But in my head, that is not what was happening. But I guess I'm just not watching the game. Yeah, that is what was happening quite yeah. quite heavily. I don't know. I It's like there were a couple of games last season that were the same, Man City ones especially. It felt like a training exercise of just sitting back, letting them try and break us down. There was no real out ball and we were just doing that I, I get why there's a lot of Newcastle fans sort of, there's the the backlash against the backlash to the game as there always is online mm-hmm. people saying like what do you expect with the players we've got and that's a fair point but that doesn't mean it's good to watch sure I I really don't have a problem with it if we've been doing it for five years then maybe I would but under the circumstances I've much, I would much rather watch, from a Newcastle perspective, I found it much more enjoyable to watch a game where we were in it almost until the final yeah. whistle, where it really felt like we could get something out of it than watch us lose 5-0. You say that, that the times when we've played that tactic... The, the silver lining at the end has been, well, we've been in the game with 15 minutes to go. I don't know if we've ever actually got a point playing like that. We must Possibly one point from sort of six games, playing must three at the back. I don't think we have. I don't know about three at the back. Didn't, wasn't the game against Man U a bit like that last season when we got a point? We lost oh. one of the Man U ones. The game where Dubravka... That wasn't a full backs to the wall ultra defensive display. I I don't think it necessarily has worked for us. It might that doesn't mean it's not the best result we could have hoped for against that team. I can understand doing it against Man City and we did have several of our best players out, which is the only reason I think you can do that at home against a Chelsea team that is defensively quite weak. Chelsea didn't score until the 76th minute. Yeah. And that was from a penalty. Many of uh, many people th- thought it wasn't a penalty. Did you think it was a penalty, Paul? No. I think he gets the ball. It's a tricky one because the more you see it, the more you think, well, you could understand why it's given because it's his trailing leg comes through afterwards and has a bit of a kick, but he still wins the ball first. First glance, I thought it wasn't a pen. Second glance, I thought it was. It basically yeah. scissored him. Not in that way. No, not in that way. Not in the way you're thinking. Um, so it was Shah, or is it Shah? Are we Cher. Saying? Cher. Cher. It was Cher's first appearance. How good would it be if we signed another centre-back called Cher-alike? <laughs> <laughs> For that combo. <laughs> there must be in all... Scour the land. That's what I'd be doing now. 
organized leagues across the world. <laughs> You've got a scouting department. Use it. You're not going to use it to buy decent footballers. You might as well use you it. You might as well. If there is a player called Sherry, like, I bet we can afford him. Yeah. <laughs> Although his value in the market, transfer market has just gone way up. <laughs> <laughs> We've created a demand. Share. Uh, I thought... I'm trying to remember exactly how precarious the situation was in the box, whether he was just about to unleash a shot. But you're not supposed to slide in in the box, are you? Not unless you win the ball, which and I he'd think already he did. Been, and he, he'd already been booked Yeah, from what I thought was a pretty rash challenge. And apparently yeah. Cher has got... Uh, He's got a, a yellow in him. He's got well. The commentator told us that in his last twenty games, he's had ten yellows. So he's the he's the new Tiote. Yeah, that's a good bet for a Saturday, yeah, that's isn't it? True. So he obviously l- doesn't mind throwing himself in there. So that'd be something to look at. I thought for. he had a good game, though. You thought, you look at the facts of the game and think first his first sort of start in the league gives away a penalty. That doesn't sound like a great debut, but he looked pretty solid. Our whole, our back three, or our three centre-backs, I guess, of the back five looked very solid. The fact it took a dubious penalty to break us down, I think, says that. I don't know if I thought it was a penalty or not. It's that whole thing about he got the ball, but he did get the man as well. Yeah, Yeah, but he didn't, it's not like he ploughed through the ball two-footed and then took the man out. It was just, the the sort of follow through with his trailing leg looked needless, but I'm not sure how much of that is down to momentum. Fernandez got his first start for us as well. Yeah, looked good. You thought? Yeah, I think he's quite encouraging. Really, the the thing with us is because we're all about tactical discipline and the way Rafa sets us up. We can have quite average centre backs, and they'll look good because the team will defend as a unit. Speaking of average centre-backs, although actually he's been rather good of late, as in the last year, Lascelles. Yes. Didn't start, officially didn't start because he had a dodgy ankle. Yeah. But the the rumour mill tells us apparently he didn't want to play three at the back or he didn't want to play the other right side yeah, of the three at the back. Yeah, he wanted to be in the middle of the back three according to the rumours that came out before the game. So yeah, had a, a falling out with Rafa Benitez. That seems a bit petty. Yeah, I mean, the thing to say is it's a rumour. It's not necessarily true. It's but a these rumor. things. Don't come out of nowhere. I reckon nowhere. he's shagging Rafa's daughter. I think that's what's going on. That's what's going on. He's got, it's got to be. He's shagging Rafa's daughter. <laughs> the, like, these rumours, it wasn't like it was reported by like a taxi driver told someone. It was journalists reporting it. Yeah, there's probably so something in it. There's something in it. But I think we didn't necessarily look like we missed him. Well, I'll tell you who else was shagging Rafa's daughter. John Joe Shelby. John Joe Shelby. Yeah. That's a new euphemism that we're always going to use now if someone's not selected for the side and we don't know why. Yeah. They're shagging Rafa's daughter. Mitrovic had, to, had to move to Fulham yeah. to be separated from her. 
I really hope Rafa's daughter isn't 10. <laughs> um, so, John Shelby wasn't selected. There, are there rumours about that? Well, no, I think people put the LaSalle's thing and Shelby not being picked together and made five. Yes, LaSalle's is a proper bona fide journalist-led rumour. He's apparently, Shelby, been playing through the pain barrier and has been injured. Right. And it's... You sort of think for our season, it's not the worst time to take someone out rather than playing through the pain if we've got Chelsea, League Cup, Man City. Yes. That's not... Those three games aren't going to define our season. And that meant that Key had his first start for us. Yeah. Any opinions on Key? Uh, We've got the key. Do we have the secret? Well, we have the secret in the way that we don't really know what he does. (laughs) He's just tidy, isn't he? He's not going to make any great defensive tackles. He's not going to play any amazing through balls. He'll sort of... He's he's an Asian Jack Colbert, really. (laughs) Oh, that might might end up being harsh. I think we might fall in love with Key. It'll take time. I don't dislike him. I think he's a good player. I think he's an upgrade on Marino in a way, but Marino had the ability to unlock defences in a way that Key... Key can't unlock. Un- ironically. Well, ironically, he can't cut inside either. We just did a little snigger then, like that was the most hilarious <laughs> joke in the world. Um, well, mm. we'll see, but I think he could be... He does have a skeleton... Yeah, <laughs> those uh, tidy players, yeah, are very valuable. Yeah, I like I say, he's just he's just less exciting than what we had before. But actually, over the course of our season, he'll be more useful. Because if Shelby or Diarme are out, you'd much rather him coming in than a. I think Key's a guaranteed six and a half out of ten whenever he plays. Marino was a guaranteed anywhere between four and nine out of ten. Okay. And over the course of a season, with a squad as light as ours, you'd rather have Key. Well, that's a bold statement after one appearance for Key, but uh, you may well, well be right. I think right. taking his career into account. Okay, no, you may well be right. Now, Rondon had his first start. Yeah. Anything to say about that? He put a hell of a shift in. Yeah. I think he looked, in terms of holding up the ball and being physical up front, he looked quite a big upgrade on Hosselu. Did he look fit? No, I don't think so. He, they didn't. It's a weird one, Hus, uh, not Hustle, Rondon. Where you've sort of been told before he comes, he's got pace, but he doesn't. He looked Hesky-esque in a way. He looked lumbering. Yeah. to me, I think it's going to take a little while for him to get up to fitness. But luckily, we've got two goals in three games. Striker Hosselu. If he carries on like that, that's a guaranteed 12 and a third, 12 and two thirds a goal. No, 22. No, two goals in three games. Over the course of a 38 game season. Just all you need to do is is divide 38 into four. Yes. No, a bit more, 24 and a half, something like that. So he's going to be in with a chance of the golden boot. Now... Yes, Hosselu came on. Terrific header. Yeah. Instinct. Shearer-esque, I thought. The first... The header for his uh, 
first goal this season against Spurs was a good, solid header. Yeah. header but you'd you'd expect him to score. Really, you yeah. would hope that a good striker would score there. This goal, he really made something there. There was the movement was something I don't think we've really seen from him before. And Hasselu also in a previous game, I can't remember which one played that unbelievable pass to Kennedy, which Kennedy fucked up. Yes, that was the Spurs Spurs game. game. And I learnt from Twitter this weekend, Hoslu's account, that his son took his first steps this weekend. I saw. I love Hoslu's family updates. Before my son, who's taking his long, sweet-ass time about learning (laughs) to walk. (laughs) But um, I hope you just showed your son Hosselu's Instagram account and shouted just, at him to get on with it. Come on, mate. Come on, we've got high hopes for you. I don't want to have to give up on you this young. <laughs> Send him out into the wild. Come on, mate. Walk. No. Um, Why aren't you walking? Just walk! Hosselu's son can walk. Walk or get out. Hasselhoff can walk, and he's Spanish. Hasselhoff, <laughs> um, in when he's played this season, it's not just the goals. I think he's been good. Yeah, and I think he deserves to keep playing. Yeah, I think Rondon offered something different, but I think that's what looks good at the moment. Is up front. You look at the. You've got Hosselu, Rondon and Muto. Muto's look very good, I think, as well, when he's come on. We've got three different options there. They all offer slightly different things. And you look at Rafa, traditionally, quite a big rotator of squads. Feels like whenever he decides something different's needed tactically for whoever we're facing, he's got a bit more in his arsenal now than he did last season. Well, I hope that's the case. I do wish he still had... Not two goals in three games, but three goals in three games. Mitrovic. Yeah. Who, as you pointed out, has more goals than Newcastle. And at the moment is looking one of the best strikers in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. I think we thought he would do. Yeah. We're I'm sure we've said it. before he'll probably score more than any other Newcastle striker. But that's not the reason he's not in our team. It's frustrating, though. It is frustrating. I know I have to get over it. Yeah. Because Bernice is God. But the reason is not even so much a personality thing, it's a tactical thing. Benitez's teams are all about the group effort, everybody working hard to be tactically on point. Mitrovic never offered that for us. You look at Benitez's teams traditionally, maybe outside of Torres at Liverpool, their top scorers aren't usually high-scoring centre-forwards because that's not what gets them results as a layman I look at Mitrovic and think he's exactly the sort of striker that Rafa seems to like except he scores goals and I know he's traditionally not a great finisher but he seems to be improving on that Mm. part of his game but I think Mitrovic does the same role as Rondon and Hosselu except Defences seem to be more terrified of him. But I think he doesn't have the mentality for it. Like 
I don't think it's a coincidence his disciplinary record is so much worse for us because he's just so much more frustrated by having to stick to those tactics. And I think if you put Mitrovic in our first three games this season, I don't think he gets more than Hosselu, goals-wise. I think if you put Rondon or Hosselu in the Fulham team, maybe they score three goals. Fulham... Fulham have more resources than us. No, they definitely do. He's got a lot of people. Yeah, but he's got Fulham are a more expansive attacking team who play like Newcastle traditionally yes. used to. That's he's got Scherler and Seri yeah. and Sessegnon, the three S's. Yeah, it's a good job they got a third one, so they weren't the SS. Yes, that would have been uncomfortable, especially with Scherler. Mm. But I think it's just a depressing indictment of where we are as a club. I'm going to try really hard not to keep on. Falling back onto Mitrovic. So let's talk about something I haven't mentioned about this Hosselu goal. It, I can't believe that goal was allowed to happen yeah. because DeAndre Yedlin did a fashnu on who was the Chelsea player, but he did a fashnu on his face. Oh, it was. It was a proper. It was Giroud as well. It was, it was Giroud and it was a proper dirty. Elbow probably could have been a red card. Should have yeah. been a red card. And that's another... We were talking last week about how sort of we keep committing shithouse fouls. And there was another... Like, for all Rafa's thing about having to be disciplined, we should have had a, two suspensions that we haven't had. The Kennedy kick out and this elbow. Because the, the league have looked at the elbow and decided it doesn't warrant a retrospective red card. I'm not quite sure how they've decided that. I think, I'm assuming it will have been because the officials saw it. I don't think that was even given as the reason. Because I don't think it was seen, but yeah. Well, he got some... um, But it was a great cross and a great finish. It was a great cross and a great finish. And a great elbow. (laughs) A great elbow. If you follow every elbow with a cross of that standard, then that's absolutely fine by me. Maybe that's just what he needs to sort of get his eye in. It's like a darts player throwing one just to get sort of a feel for how the darts are going. He needs an elbow. Mm. He may have felt guilty because four minutes later he scored an on goal. Yeah. That should be allowed. If you've scored... <laughs> that's your only... <laughs> that's how he got out of suspension. Yeah. If you score an on goal four minutes later, you're fine. It was it was such a sucker punch that goal as well because it it had been a drudge to watch that match. Like I can't imagine what it would have been like for a neutral to watch that game. But even as a Newcastle fan, you're watching it just thinking this is this is what my life's become now. Football's not enjoyable anymore. And then suddenly you go a goal down. It's even worse. Equalise. Everything's magical again. And then four minutes later. Back to being terrible. Yeah, it is a little bit like work watching Newcastle at the moment. Yeah. But I do in I do enjoy I would much rather we we get all these complaints from the media about how ent- not entertaining we are under Rafa, particularly against big sides. But from a Newcastle fans point of view, I would much rather watch a game where I feel like till pretty much the final whistle like there's we're in it there's a chance that something could happen yeah I mean I 
I'm not sure we have to play as defensively as we have. Like the Cardiff game, I don't think we needed to set up as defensively as we did against them. Right. Considering they've not scored a goal all season. Right. And I I think as well, as soon as we go goal down, it takes us no time to fashion a decent chance and score. So it's not like Chelsea are an invincible team. I don't think we needed to play as defensively as we did. It feels a little too cautious. I could understand it against Man City and Liverpool away. I think that's that's the only way this squad has a chance against them. But against Chelsea, I don't think it is. It felt like a League One side playing a Premier League side and trying to just stay in the game and nick something. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do now is we'll take a break and uh, then we will take a little bit of your social media uh, interactions and we will discuss some other things like Michael Owen and Alan Shearer and their feud. Yes. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. So, Paul, did you see this dispute between... I mean, it was pretty low level... But did you see, see the dispute between Michael Owen and Alan Shearer? No, this is this has passed me by. So Michael Owen was on uh, BT Sport this week. I thought he'd been like let go by BT Sport because he doesn't seem to show up very much anymore. But I think hasn't. that's just he has such a low level of charisma that he can be in the studio talking for hours and you just you, don't notice. You him. just don't notice. I mean, I'm lucky enough not to have a BT Sport package, so I never grew really uh, resentful of Michael Owen. How did you cope without Fletch and Sav? (laughs) I know, I know. Where did you have to go out into the street to find banter? Yeah, it's like like missing out on Britpop or something, isn't it? Like a major part of British culture I just missed out on. Wow. Now, here's the thing. I I never really had a massive problem with Michael Owen because mm. I have never I think because I've never really got into the ins and outs of his time with us. I'm yeah. I'm giving you that caveat before I uh go ahead with explaining what happened. James Richardson posted I saw it cuz he had retweeted it this 10 minute chat that Michael Owen was having on BT Sport with Jake Humphrey and Steve McManaman and Martin Keown mm-hmm. about his career, basically. And uh, James Richardson posted it very favourably and it was it was quite interesting. Michael Owen was basically saying for the last six or seven years of his career, he was a much different footballer. He didn't really enjoy it. He just was worried about getting injured all the time. He completely changed the way he played. And, you know, he was just, two different players like yeah. the start of his career and the which isn't uncommon for players who are that explosive in yeah. terms of pace yeah. and, and he was sort of saying it was it was interesting he was sort of saying he's basically he doesn't know whether it was because he played too much where he's mm. a youngster he says a lot of people say that but he thinks he was just basically genetically predisposed to he was like his good thing was he was really quick but he was just always going to get injured a lot mm. because he was quick uh 
and I think he may well be right. And he was, it was an interesting little interview, and I watched it like going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, obviously, all the Newcastle fans were livid at it because it was Michael Owen. And um, what uh, Alan Shearer quote retweeted it with, not sure any UFC fans, teammates or employers will want to thank him. I always thought they were big buddies, him and Alan Shearer. Well, I think they were just in the same place at the same time a lot through through those years. Well, in my minimal research since, and I know that I probably should know this, but apparently when Alan Shearer was managing us for those eight games in the the first relegation Mm. season, um, uh, Michael Owen was refusing to play because yeah. he Michael was Owen, worried he wouldn't get a, another contract if yeah. he injured himself again. Michael Owen refutes this, but it is in, I can't remember the name of our former goalkeeping coach. Is it Paul Ferris or is it somebody else? But it was in his autobiography, these claims came out. I'm impressed that he managed to get a book deal. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> but Owen refuted them, but has not taken any legal action over them. So you can read into that what you will. Well, if, if they are straight out lies, then you've got a very strong case for, would it be slander or libel? I'm not sure which, but it would be a pretty easy victory. I, I've There's sympathy with Owen up to a point that his body packed in, but it's not, I can't remember who it was. It's, I heard somebody saying it on the radio, but like he'd have still had medicals at these clubs he went to. Like we as a club decided how much we were willing to pay to bring Michael Owen to the club and how much we were willing to pay him per week. I suppose the other side of that is the minimum he has to give is to play when he's fit to play. When he's asked to play. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows the ins and outs of it? I suspect it probably is true because it seems a weird thing to make up a lie yeah. about. Although maybe the, unless... I mean, I don't know how, unless that was the only way as a former goalkeeping coach you were going to get a book deal, is if you made it salacious. I don't I think, think it was, it wasn't serialised anywhere for that to be like the leading but, you know, thing from it. Though. For Alan Shearer to say that, you would suspect that it is true. So, yeah. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting. Thought worth mentioning. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's fair enough. We... We didn't get the best out of Michael Owen, but he was already spent by that point. It's like Wayne Rooney at Everton, second time around. There was nothing left in the tank. But if you're stupid enough to pay that amount of money for a player when it's clear that that's the case, then you can't just blame the player. Sure. I mean, Michael Owen's goal-scoring record for us was still pretty good. It was was still one in every two games. He just didn't play that much. His attendance record was quite poor. His attendance record was poor. It was like me during my A-levels. Yeah. Now, let's go to Twitter. Tristan Von Berg, who's got a good Good Twitter handle. Well, it's got a really good uh, Twitter handle as well. Trust in Tristan. Trust in Tristan. It's good, isn't it? I like it. His, he says, club postpones fan forum. What gives Charnley nightmares? And if so, what... Oh, okay. If so, what cartoon characters are Charnley, Ashley and Rafa? I mean, you don't have to answer that. I mean, I'll Well, no, the fans, the fans forum thing is very interesting. What's going on there? Well, it was meant to be tonight as we're recording it, so Tuesday night. 
and it was cancelled on Monday. And I think it's a legal requirement or a requirement of the league that all clubs have to have this fans forum. So it's basically where Lee Charnley has to meet the fans and hear their concerns. Maybe he got arrested at Notting Hill Carnival. Could be. It's hard to know what's so pressing for Lee Charnley that he can't attend it and that he didn't know about in advance of one day's notice. I would imagine it, like everything else that comes out of the club, it's... It's just a bit snidey. Yeah, it's, it's, why it's just, should we have to listen to the fans that don't own the club? It's a they'll try and get the fans for they'll at like two in the morning on some random Thursday they'll go the fans forum has been reannounced it's happening at two forty five this morning <laughs> in Gibraltar in Gibraltar <laughs> be there yeah it, it's just another side of utter contempt for the fans that are paying their wages it's not surprising do you want to go at this cartoon character question well mike ashley's an easy one bobby hill from king of the hill okay separated birth lee charnley already gets called penfold that's an easy one rafa Rafa. cartoon spaniard from tintin there's gotta be one all done uh Bedford Mag has uh, got as many questions as you can fit into a tweet. Uh, how honest has Rafa been about the injuries to key players? Fairly honest, probably lying a bit about Lascelles. Probably lying a bit about Lascelles. There's been a bit of that sort of stuff this weekend with other clubs from what I can remember. Yeah, I think with Lascelles there's probably a point as well that we do have depth at centre-back and maybe Rafa's just wanting to show you might think you're captain invincible but you still have to earn your place in this team which might not be the worst thing might not be the worst thing how good was Hosselu's goal well we've discussed that it was it was a, very good it was a very good finish to do that to, to have to it wasn't a flick it was a directed header behind him to a very s- small part of the goal in yeah. which he could score it was a terrific header yeah wouldn't it be great if Hosselu got 15 goals this season? It would, but it probably won't happen. We've already worked it out, Paul. He's, I know, but he's always 24. He's always strongest at the start of the season slash in pre-season. I say always, last two seasons. Okay, I don't remember it Stoke like that. sold him after an amazing pre-season. Right, okay. scoring for fun as well. Were you happy with 19%? Possession, we've discussed no, that. but we've got a very limited squad. I think we could have played more attacking, but chose not to. Will Muto get a start at some point? I think he will against Forrest tomorrow. I tomorrow hope so. night, as He's we're a, recording. The way iTunes ex- have been, you'll probably be listening to this in three days' time. Yeah. But uh, yes, I think Muto will get a start against Forrest. He looks exciting because we've, A, not seen much of him. <laughs> And B, he's just quite direct. He just takes players on. There's already been a few players ruled out against Forrest, uh, meant to write them down. Shelby was one of them. Lascelles. Lascelles was one of them. Uh, I think maybe Yedlin and someone else. But uh, yes, I think everyone who hasn't had a start yet, except for Rolando Aarons, will get a start. Apparently yeah. Rolando's off, by the way, oh. what I remember. He's going. Saive's gone as well. And Saive's gone. 
We won't get to see him against Forest. I'd like to see a fairly strong team against Forest. I'm not sure we will. No, it would be nice if we could do that because Forest aren't that bad. It's not like we're playing like a no. League Two side. And you think, let's face it, what are we going to do in the league this year? Anywhere between 10th and 20th. That's, that's basically it for the league. The league's over. So we might as well. Give us some pleasure. Yeah, exactly. We've got Man City away at the weekend, so it's not... I'm not sure it's worth saving players for that game rather than the other way round. Although we did get nearly get a point against Man City last nearly season. Nearly again. That ultra-defensive thing nearly working but not working. And uh, there's something to look forward to is because we are on telly again yeah. this weekend against Man City, so we can look forward to... The uh, broadcasters complaining about how boring we are. Yeah. Will we beat our own recent record of 19% possession? Do you think? Will we go lower than that? It'd be interesting. Could we be the first team to ever get single figures in terms of possession? Could we become so good at that tactic that we're able to pick up 1-0 victories with 2% possession per game? Got to go for it. Just no fatigue at the end of the season. Go for it. Start by getting the possession down, then work on the girls. Yeah. Uh, still on Bedford Mag. Has Dave recovered from his jet lag? I told you, he's dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> has Paul's neck sorted itself out? We've recovered. We've covered that. We've covered that. Are the protests working? No, Mark Ashley still owns the club. Yeah, Are but they working? They're leading to more media coverage. They are leading to more but media then, coverage. I don't know if that's just the bubble of the people I follow on Twitter that lead to that. I don't know if it's... I don't know if people who don't know much about football know or care about what's going on with Mike Ashley at Newcastle. I think what's more likely to turn the tide of public opinion against him is whatever happens with House of Fraser. I don't think public opinion... He doesn't need the tide of public opinion to be turned against him, except for a few assaulted... Alt-right weirdos. Mike Ashley is pretty much universally hated. I don't think he's universally hated. I think he's hated in several football circles. I I don't think just football. I think he's a byword for a dodgy business owner in Britain. Yeah, but I don't think think he's quite the slumlord we think he is in popular opinion. Okay. I think he is. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one, Paul. Or we'll have to have a knife fight live on the pod next week. Yeah. And I'll finish with Leon Steed. He says, percentage of relegation? We'll do that again. 20 again. It's not going to change after the Chelsea game. No, I'm going to stick with 20%. So we're playing tomorrow night. Let's make fools of ourselves by doing predictions, even though you're probably listening to this after that game potentially are Paul I think it's going to be a weaker lineup than I would hope and we will lose an extra time <laughs> that'll be fun it's how we went out of the competition exactly the same way last season I don't know if we went out an extra time but we lost to Forest at this stage I mean, this does feel like last season, just on repeat, in terms of the fixtures we've had. It does somewhat. I think we're going to win in extra time. 1-0. Mm. In extra time. 
It's good to have a bit of ambition, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think extra time is a good shout. It would be nice for Sky to get even more of the shit football from us they keep buying. An yeah. extra half hour of it. Yeah, that'd be good. Serve them right. I have to uh, bump an episode of Gary Neville's Soccer Box. But I do think it's like, there's a point to be made about Sky where they shouldn't just complain about the brand of football we're playing when the money they're giving us isn't being reinvested into players or the infrastructure of the club. Yeah, but that's not their fault. No, but I think the government... We have financial fair play for if teams overspend because it makes the league uncompetitive. Why don't we have that for if teams underspend? I think that, that... I see exactly what you're saying. I don't think you want asset stripping. Yeah. Which is which what is what's happened. But that's your, that would just if if they try to prevent underspending that would just lead to even more insane wages and transfer fees. If there was if that was actually regulated, then you would like Agents, I think, I think would, agents would know you have to spend this many millions by this date. So look, I'm not proposing an exact system of doing it, but to have it over a 10 year period of, I mean, it's only fairly recent. It's such chronic underinvestment, but yeah, there probably is some way. Of there is, there is a way of doing it. I, I agree sure with you. That maybe, maybe the money doesn't, you don't say it has to be spent on players or wages yeah. or whatever, but you say it has to, has to go into Stay the club. within the club. The, the, the owners are only allowed to take a, a certain amount out, yeah. a certain percentage out. That w- would seem like a reasonable way. Yeah. yeah. When there's nothing going into playing staff, wages, training ground, stadium upkeep, and land is being sold off around the stadium. I mean, that is asset stripping. No, and it's ridiculous. There's nothing to protect... On community yeah. assets from that yeah and on that sorry <laughs> note uh, well we should do a prediction for Man City yeah uh, you were very nearly right about the Chelsea game it was very nearly 1-1 which I believe is what you predicted Man City what is your prediction uh, 2-1 again Sky will hate us even more Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go for. I think there'll be a bit of a reaction from City after Wolves, mm. so I think despite our best best efforts, there will be some goals. I'm gonna get. I'm. I'm gonna go three nil City. Three nil City. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun time to support us, isn't it? Okay. No, it is a fun time. It's always a fun time to support us. Yeah, it's just not a fun time to watch us. No. Well, it's it definitely a fun time to listen to podcasts about <laughs> us. So thank you for engaging in that. My name's Fergus Craig. Thank you very much, Paul Doolan. Thank you. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Dave Watson's family. We miss you, big guy. This one's dedicated to you. 
This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.